0: five four three two one why aren't you guys saying three two one i am joined today virtually by who do we got here first ladies first let's hear it
1: ishita from dubai
0: Vic
2: from dc yeah this is rohan from new york
0: okay and this is kevin from singapore all right this is this is gonna be the first virtual podcast that we got going on right over here. We're all kind of like cooped up in our house. Wanted to do a little uh, podcast, just kind of covering what's going on around the world. So we've collected a couple of people from around. The diversity is purely in terms of geography, I would say, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs>
3: That was uncalled
0: for. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That, that's not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm not even in New York right now, so I'm curious. what What's the story? I went in February, like, just for some context. I went in February back when Singapore was starting to heat up. You know? Right after Chinese New Year. I go there and I ask people, like, yo, have you heard about this corona situation that's happening back in Singapore? I don't know if I asked you guys. Maybe I asked other people. But folks were saying, oh... I think I saw it on my phone. I think I got a CNN notification about that. Everything cool? I'm like, yeah, I guess. Like, I'm just here, right? Then I go back and like suddenly everything's cool back in Singapore. But then like a week or two after in March, things started heating up. So what what happened?
3: Look, the virus probably was, I mean, spreading long before New York and America started doing anything about it. Uh, especially, you know, all of us who ride the subway every day in extremely uh, congested public transport and, I mean, such a densely populated city that it is, I'm not surprised at all that we, in the whole month of February when there was, as far as I'm aware, little to no restrictions or any sort of disruption to normal life, that, you know, this virus was spreading. And uh, we were kind of either you knew about it because you have some connection to some out parts of the world outside the US, or you didn't, you knew, knew about it because you read the news, or you just had no idea because you thought it was just like the flu, or you thought it was, you know, just overhyped, or whatever it is. And so nobody did anything until sort of March when pe- people saw one case, two cases in New York. I remember I was in the office on, uh, I believe it was the 8th of March. That's a Monday. Uh, and we, oh, 9th of March, sorry. And the first case, I think, was sometime, either 9th of March or 10th of March. There's another lawyer in Midtown who contracted the virus. I believe he was, he was oh, in yeah. New Rochelle. I remember that. And, and the next two or three days, people were in my office at least. And like, I presume most of you saw the same thing. Uh, people were saying like, oh, should we start working from home? Is this going to pick up? But initially for that week, I think a lot of the officers and, you know, businesses, the city as a whole, was not eager to really shut things down. And then just the cases just started piling up. And, you know, the, very quickly, I think um, by March 15th or 16th, uh, 16th uh, we were all in full lockdown. And it's been kind of just exponential growth from there.
1: It was just like, I remember Vikrant and I, like we lived together. So I remember like I started working from home that Monday and we actually had a birthday party at our apartment that coming Friday and plans for that. Were oh. And four days later, like the entire city was like just completely different. Like the mindset had completely changed. Like Vikrant and I sat down or we like, we're just, we're probably not going to host this party anymore. The person whose birthday party it was, was like planning.
3: Uh, planning. When did you, when did you decide to cancel the birthday? I think curiosity? on Wednesday. No, but like, see, I mean, Wednesday, that's the 8th. That I mean, if my maths is right, that is the, what, the 18th of March. When like, some would say there was, there was a section of people that were still going on oh, spring yeah. break but there was another section of people that were already just like, you know, this place is a meltdown. Why are you leaving your apartment? I must confess, I was in that second category. I have not left my house since the 12th of March. <laughs> it's now the 11th of April. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 so, so, yeah. Uh, well, I, I, when you I, have I, a
0: balcony like that, brother, you don't have to leave.
3: Yeah, I guess, such, uh, uh, You're it, getting uh, your rents yeah. worth. Uh, thank, thank you, thank you. Uh, it is, yeah. Uh, but so, my, some of my friends are like, oh, yes, as cautious as I am. And there are some others that, you know, I was talking to one guy, he was saying, yeah, who are they to tell me I can't go outside? I'm going outside.
0: He's paying $800 for a walk up in Greenpoint, that's why.
1: That's the thing, right, Rohan? Like, there are people that are like, just don't have the space. Like, I was talking to a friend the other day, and she's like, it would be really interesting to, like, put a map of, like, um, income levels on top of like the density of cases in new york
3: oh yeah they are i mean there is one like that right if you look at the post there's like on the nyc government uh, uh website they have like a COVID data by postal code yeah. and yeah. you know the uh, areas like i mean jackson heights and deeper in queens you know like jamaica uh deep in brooklyn where the, where the socio-economic uh, makeup of the residents of that area is a lot, you know, uh, is quite different from certain other areas in Manhattan, for example. The, the, the amount of cases, the percentage of people who test positive is just so much higher. You know, and there's this guy on the New Yorker who was doing a YouTube video and he was like interviewing people in the projects in Queens. And like there were people who like, I, I can't remember, it was, this was a few... Maybe it was like twenty something March yeah, ish. I think I the videos.
2: video,
3: as well. uh, and this <laughs> this guy was saying like nobody knows about the virus. You know the the project, nobody knows. Like, yeah, you like people that like, people didn't realize they had to do social distancing. They had to stay at home. They couldn't congregate and stuff like that. It was you know, and this was like quite uh, oh my you know, god within the within the uh, uh, oh it's time to stay at home uh, narrative.
0: My mouth is, dude. That is nuts. But yeah, I mean, for them, it's like they don't have inf- access to information, and they probably right. won't have access and to the, resources. And the housing after authority that too. was
3: not was not like posting like that many posters on the walls, you know. <coughs> so uh, many people, you know, there was a, there's a definite, um, you know, information asymmetry. Oh, look at that word!
1: Like different groups reacted at different times, like. I still remember I booked a flight for the next day um, on the 15th. And so I literally flew out on the 16th and I still remember the number of cases where there were 250 cases in New York and I just had this gut feeling that it was going to get really bad. Um, I landed. Was
3: it 250
1: at, when 250 you left? 250
0: cases. Yeah. Um, is that I, large or small? What is it now? I mean,
3: now it's like one hundred and something thousand. Jesus Christ. One thousand? One hundred. Let me have a look online. Hold
1: on. Well, I booked it and I still remember people were like, why are you like booking yourself for a whole month? This is going to blow over. Like what's wrong with you? Um, I definitely went back and forth, talked to a lot of people. Most people were like, you're silly. Don't leave. Um, I flew back. I landed here on the 16th at 8 p.m. And the Dubai borders locked down on the 17th. So I I was one of the last people.
0: Oh my.
1: Yeah. It's pretty crazy. And like, now there's like a a wait list of like at least 50,000 people, residents of Dubai who are trying to get back in. um, But just, they can't because the borders are closed.
0: Oh, Dubai won't, Dubai won't even let its own like citizens, like UAE citizens. Um, Yeah.
1: It's, Pretty
3: much locked down to everybody. Okay, as of as of uh April the tenth at four p.m. New York City. Okay, this is not even New York State. New York City has ninety four thousand four hundred and nine cases.
0: Oh my God.
3: Okay, let's look at the New York State numbers because I bet that's. I think that's one hundred fifty thousand plus. That's one hundred
0: fifty thousand plus. Yeah. see that's like a hundred thousand people. New York has like eight million people. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Okay, oh.
3: New, York, New York State confirmed COVID cases 159,937. Okay, and this is 250 when Ish left. Just think about that.
2: Oh my God. Exactly a month ago. That growth is massive. And you don't
0: even know who's undiagnosed in the projects in Jamaica.
3: Dude, I mean, forget undiagnosed. I mean, there's like all the people that probably were exposed during the month of February and early March... <coughs> that that didn't get tested because they were like, okay, if I don't have it, the best place to get it is at the testing center.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that that'll segue because like I was talking to my cousin last weekend. I caught up with a lot of people around the world. Um, just because I finally had some time, and I caught up with my cousin. So I've have, I have some relatives back in New York. Um, my cousin is a nurse and his fiance is also a nurse and he works at a hospital in the Bronx and his fiance works at Elmhurst hospital in Queens, which I'm sure is famous (laughs) to everybody on this call now. Yeah. So I talked to my cousin's sister, who is also my cousin, right? Because obviously the, the two nurses are busy as hell. But like the best place to get corona is at the actual testing site. So Cause think about all these people who are like, all of them have some kind of symptoms and they're all in some waiting room because U.S. healthcare system, right? So they're in a waiting room for like hours, like breathing the same air in and out. And so my cousin was like, yeah, like I know if you have symptoms, you kind of want to get tested, and in the U.S. healthcare system, you have to like wait for a while. But she was like. Yo, if you go to the hospital, you're 100 getting coronavirus.
2: Yeah, like there's no chance you're like, not if getting you didn't it. You have it before. You definitely like have for it even after for you go and stand in that line of people.
0: Even for her, my so my cousin, the male cousin, right? The male cousin is an actual nurse. The female cousin, she's an she's a, she works an office job in the same hospital, and apparently, the hospital is so understaffed. This is not even Elmhurst, which is like the crazy busy one. This is the one in the Bronx. They're so understaffed that they ask the office people to go to the hospital, like the actual hospital itself, and like take people's temperatures at the gate. I'm like, dude, that's a one, that's a one way ticket to getting coronavirus, right? Like, yeah. My cousin is twenty weeks pregnant. Oh my god. She was like, yo, not happening, man. Yeah.
1: Crazy. Like, dude, what do do you, what do you
0: do in that situation? Like, you people are lucky to have a job now, right? Like, yo, I think a week or two ago. The US population is 300 million. How many people filed for unemployment? Was it like 3 million? What was that figure? I
3: think it's 11 million now.
0: 11 million people have filed for unemployment, and that doesn't even count all the people who are still on the phone trying to file for it, right? Yeah. Because you get benefits 30% for it.
1: Americans couldn't pay rent during the first week this month. Thirty
3: percent of thirty percent Amer- of Americans couldn't pay rent in the first month, the first week of March. I read Is that, that somewhere. Said?
1: Yeah, I mean it's interesting because like the whole drive-through testing centers, um, that concept started in Korea, if I'm not wrong, and I know like they adopted it in New York State, like in New Rochelle, when that was the epicenter. Um, but now there is a map where you can search like the closest drive-through, uh, and for Manhattan, that is JFK. Oh
0: <laughs> my god! <laughs> <laughs> Yo, first of all. Getting from Manhattan to JFK, dude, in this city, nobody has cars. What's the deal?
3: Get on the subway? Are you kidding me? Manhattan is not a good idea. Who has a car? You
2: go to the airport to. It's like we're designing ways to get coronavirus if you don't already have it.
0: Have them cluster at the nexus of where foreign people come in. Like, duh, that makes so much sense. That's so ridiculous. The test
2: itself is very uncomfortable. It involves, like.
0: They poke something up your nose, right?
2: And and nurses have have it like the worst by far, because I'm I'm living with a a doctor right now. And she's like, nurses are the ones that work way more than the doctors because they're always on call. Like if someone is intubated, they have to go in there and manually flip the person like every few hours. Because if you're lying on your back for too long, it creates a lot of pressure, which can be like really bad for your spine. And then... Like, obviously you can't handle like, you know, your bodily functions. So who takes care of that? It's the nurses. And it's like, they are like forced to be in close proximity to these patients in ways that like, you know, most of us might not be able to stomach like all the time. And it's insane. And it's like, yeah, it's like, at what point are you forced to, do you have choice to say no? Or like, do you have a moral responsibility? I I don't know it's, it's really incredible
0: so I think for a lot of people who are in the profession this is like what they signed up to do right this is like showtime in a way like this is exactly what they signed up for so I don't know I'm sure a lot of thoughts are going through their mind and they're so sleep deprived they can't even like really like grind the question down like we would for instance but I think a lot of them are actually just this is what they signed up for. This there's no it's regret. It's
1: really scary because like you know it doesn't just come down to like underlying health issues, it's also I've heard one of the biggest factors is also viral load, which is like how much you're exposed to the virus. And that's why so many healthcare workers are getting sick as they are because it's like that's something they just can't control. It's part of their job to be there every day present. Um in a place where the virus is definitely like exists so um it's just like it's it doesn't just come down to like oh i'm like healthy and i'm like uh, at a good age or you know i don't have like family at home um it's so much bigger than that
0: and when you add that in that gets hard too because my male cousin and his fiance they were they bought a place in queens that they were gonna move into next month Um, but right now they're living with my aunt and my uncle who are, like, in their, like, 60s and 70s, right? They're sharing the same apartment. How scary is that, man?
2: They must be, like, really stressed all the time.
0: My, my, my aunt and my uncle, they do not leave the room whenever my cousin's home. And when my cousin leaves to go to work, they will wait two hours before they put on their mask and their gloves and, like, go and do something. Because, like, if you're elderly and you get this thing, like, that's that's hard. Yeah, wow. What do you oh, do wow. in that situation? It's not even like, oh, let me rent my, my son an Airbnb. Like, dude, even stepping on the sidewalk nowadays is impossible, right? Like, that's already risk.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Like, that is where it gets so tricky. And like, a... Oh, my... Yeah, like, in the... Because, like, they definitely have corona because, from what I've heard... Like they just don't have equipment. Like my cousin is using he's in like he's not in Elmhurst, he's in like a less afflicted one, but it's still like obviously they're the ones who had people go to temperature checks from the office, right? He gets I think he gets two masks a week. But you're only supposed to use a mask for one day, right? So he's using he's using I one think mask it's supposed for to use three a mask or four for days. For one
3: patient. For,
0: for oh one patient, yeah.
1: That's crazy.
0: And they're not, it's not like, oh, you get an N95 every... It's not even you get an N95 every three right. days. It's like whatever's around, right? So supply is constrained. And so my uh, his sister was like, asking for donations and stuff and fundraising. And so I was like, oh, why don't we just... Are you going to send it to the hospital or like, what's up? And she was like, no, well, um, the hospital that, you know, my brother is at, that ho- they actually... They don't use all of their budget for masks now. They save some of the mask money for later. But right now, like think about the nurses and doctors who like literally do not have masks to wear. Why are you saving it for later? You need it now. So it's like if you if you like donate to like hospitals or foundations, kind of like what Rohan says, your budget's constrained by like planning and politics and not by the fact that like people who are like on the front line right now. Are like getting this thing like day in and day out and just like spreading it because they have no mask to hide it with. It's so like yeah, the, the,
3: when, when it's you talk crazy, to people man. People in the healthcare in the in like the healthcare uh, sector is it just it's so frightening. So I had a chat with one of my friends who uh, is a medical student in the UK. I would advise people who are not scared about this virus to talk to someone who's in the healthcare sector. So this person, right? She said. Out of 12 friends she knows, eight of them have coronavirus. Okay? Think about that, right? Her, she lives in a flat with three other people. And so these are medical students, brothers, sisters, all are doctors. Every single one of the flatmates, sibling, one of their siblings or both has the coronavirus. Okay? Just like, put that in, like we all, maybe we don't know that many people who actually have it. But it's just crazy you think about it how many pe- medical uh, personnel it's yeah. just unbelievable and like the And staff they're still said, going
0: to work they're still yeah, going I out mean, to the so, field I no, mean
3: some of them So in the UK there was a big controversy I was told that you know they were not willing to test doctors because once you test the doctor and they test positive then you have less staff so they have to stay home
0: They're, they're not, they're not testing in New York. They're not testing the healthcare professionals in New York. My
1: friend lives in New York, I mean, in London as well. And she said the same thing. She said that basically they're not keeping doctors on the COVID ward for too long because of the concept of a viral load. So they keep them on that ward for three days and then they take them off and they put them in the regular general ward. Um, but they're not testing them. So they could have contracted it. They're not showing symptoms yet. And then they're treating normal people. Because, think about it, hospitals are still accepting normal patients with, like, severe issues. So, they're already at risk. And then they're exposing them to doctors who may potentially have it. And they just don't have have enough kits to test them, so... The
0: the assumption is you walk in a hospital for anything, you
2: will have Yeah, the doctor that I'm rooming with, she's like, the ER room has stopped taking... Like non COVID related cases, because there's just too much COVID related stuff, and like she's working insane hours, so she's you know sleep deprived. Her immune system must be stressed, and like the other part about it is like every aspect of this job seems so uncomfortable. Like you work in like this massive like bodysuit with the mask, and you're like sweating, and it's hot, and you have to like go into rooms, and like like every physic, it's very very physical and like all of us working from home don't have to contend with like the physicality of this job where it's like they like suck the air out of these rooms for i think for sterilization purposes or i i don't know but it's like every aspect of it just seems like very uncomfortable physically and like you know you're on your feet all your all the time it's like it's a very different life than the one most of us are used
1: to. Like, I know in New York, they've basically told people that don't come to the hospital unless you're dying. And, the is like, what, how are you supposed to self diagnose that? How are you, as an individual who doesn't have any like medical experience, supposed to know what is the right moment to go and get myself like checked in?
3: In America, you know, the, the, like, GPs or what here, I guess, is known as primary care physicians. I haven't seen that many around. And we live in New York City, right? Like, you know, the access to primary care, I have not seen it to be as, you know, prevalent as in other countries. I don't know about you. So Vikrant, I guess all of you, do you know where your PCP is?
2: Well, I don't have a primary care provider. I think most people... I I typically go to urgent cares, which I, I think is, like, pretty common... For, for people,
3: so you go to an ur- but so and so. Just explain with what is an urgent care.
2: An urgent care is like a fast casual type hospital. You know, it's like hospital. No, it's, it's it's like a it's like these centers. Daytime where...
3: surgery, like there's like a guy, there's like somebody inside that apparently uh, does some medical testing or so whatever. So it's it is. like
2: you'll have usually like two maybe physicians assistants and. It'll be a small building. There might be like three rooms. And I think you go to an urgent care to really like get anything that's not very serious diagnosed. Like they do blood tests. They can test you for strep, um, for like maybe fevers, uh, stuff like that. But I don't think they can really handle anything too, too serious. I think they might do like minor stitches. and They'll typically refer you to someone else
3: in an urgent care actually uh sometimes there there may not be it's me you may not even see a doctor you may see a physician's assistant yeah i think
2: that's pretty common i mean i think you're supposed to have like one doctor who is who's oversees like maybe one or a group of urgent cares um
3: yeah, that's right. He may over oversee a group, so he may- the doctor may not even be there. She may be at another facility.
2: Yeah, like like Ish and I, well, we had a fire in our apartment a while ago, and we went to an urgent care, to you know get ourselves checked out um, and just make sure that we didn't have to. Like we didn't have any lung issues, and the level of care that we received was very, it was very minimal. Very minimal. Like, you know, the person that we were talking to was like you know, a pretty young person, um, not a doctor. And she was almost like, you know, making fun of us for coming in and being overly worried about, you know, getting checked out. And, and I don't think,
1: uh, he had been recommended by the fire department to go in and get checked out. So, you know, it was a very interesting reaction that we got to actually just precautions of our own. Yeah. So very strange.
0: I was, uh, I also, when I went on the work, my work trip to the Texas in the U.S., right, I also went to an urgent care facility because, like, I was sick and, like, there was, like, stuff coming out of my eyes and stuff. So I was like, all right, let me, yeah.
3: (laughs) So, like, (laughs) I I went. (laughs) I went
0: and, like, I'm like, yeah, dude, I I didn't sleep all night. I thought I had coronavirus. And I was like, oh, my Oh, my God. So I went first thing in the morning and then, like, I walk up and, like, it's empty and, they're yeah, like, okay, the doctor's there. And I look, it's like, oh, it's a PA? What the fuck is that? All right, fine. And then I see it's like some Korean name. So I'm like, okay, this is a brother. This brother's going to take care of me. Okay? So I go in, this guy. Like, he has an accent. I'm like, oh, no. And then he like, does his examination. Well, first of all, I paid like 65 bucks just to see this guy, right? Then I go in. And then like, he like looks at me and he's like, yo, why here? And I'm like, oh, like there's some shit coming out of my eye. He's like okay, and then what he does is like he lifts my eyelid, and he's like look down. And I look down, and then he looks at my eyelid. And he's like oh yeah, you got something. He's like all right, okay, cool. Like take these, cool. And then I walk out to the desk, and he's and I was like wait, first of all, like, can we do like a coronavirus test or something? Like I'm a little worried, and he's like oh dude, like stop. And I was like <laughs> what, you mean stop. <laughs> I was like, wait, but like, uh, what? I want to get that. I'll I'll pay the cost or something. He's like, you don't have it. But I'm like, well, what happens, right? And then he's like, oh, I don't even know. Like, they're going to tell us about it next Thursday. And I was like,
2: (laughs) oh, okay.
0: So 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 I'm about to leave, right? And the lady's like, oh, why are you leaving? I'm like, oh, why? We're done, right? She's like, oh, wait, uh, let me get the bill. I'm like, oh, my God, America. Like, what's the bill, right? Then the bill comes out. She's like, "Oh yeah, this guy he did a uh, an upper right like labium like examination. One hundred fifty five dollars, please." I'm like, "What the? He just lifted my eyelid and told me to look down, I don't think right?"
2: That's what the labia
0: he is. Attached like the most like science. I don't know. It's some. <laughs> I know. Stop. 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 I know. I know. It's some like scientific like mumbo jumbo, right? I don't. know, What do I know?
3: Something to do with your right eye. Let's
0: yeah, it, yeah. So I was like, "All right, yo. So what's the code, yeah. right?" Because if you want to get charged for stuff in the U.S., there's a code Mm -hmm. for everything. So I'm like, okay, give me the code, right? At least I I have that for my records. He's just like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Like, fumbles some papers, like, goes back, goes to the back. I don't know what's in the back, but goes to the back, comes back. She's like, oh, yeah, let me call the doctor. Calls that, like, Korean crook over again. He, like, looks (laughs) at something. And he goes away. I'm like, "What's going on?" And she's like, "Okay, what? well, you don't have to pay. That's fine." That's so
2: ridiculous. You don't have to pay at all. I'm like,
0: "What is this, man?" You don't are they pay trying at to all? like
2: get one over you or
0: Goddamn something? Goddamn crooks, man! Wait, are hold you on, kidding you went me? I just
3: get for free.
2: No, the,
0: well, the $65 well, I paid 65 for visitation, you have to pay okay. the but the but the advanced examination I apparently did not have to pay for. It was not That's as advanced as I had anticipated. <laughs> That's- so wow. that's my little anecdote about urgent care. And to answer your question, no, I didn't have a PCP because cause my last PCP, I went for a checkup and he ended up charging me like for a blood test that was like $800. Oh I mean, I paid, yeah, $150 to see the guy and $800 for the blood test. I didn't even ask for a blood test. I, I specifically asked the guy if you're going to like charge me for something, tell me. And he did not tell me and he just got so away then, with
3: it. did you did you have insurance to pay for that I oh, did so
0: not this it? was right after no I had insurance but my my company insurance it only lets me see the doctor one time a year this was the second time that oh, year
2: so many like insane loopholes in the insurance system it's I mean i I did a deal on
1: it's very strange. I, also, like, there's no transparency. Like, going back to Corona, does anyone know if, like, people without insurance, like, how they're supposed to pay for this stuff? Like, is there any communication from the government?
0: No. Well, what was the impetus that makes you think, like, oh, this is for real, so let's, like, starting today, let's just totally flip 180. Like, what, what was it? Was it, like, a big news article? It was what
2: like, is it? But It was insane how it did like 180 though it's like we went all went from being in denial of this thing and like joking about it to like overnight being really worried and I, I think it was the first case coming to New York like the lawyer that Rohan was talking about like when when the news of that struck I think people were like it's finally here and then I think that's when it started becoming a bit serious for us
0: was that was that guy like hospitalized is that why people were like oh my gosh this is a big deal
3: yeah, he was a lawyer in mid... He was a, I mean, he was some guy who worked in Midtown and probably rode the train in from... I think he lived in New Rochelle. I don't know if that's right.
2: Yeah, and, and New Rochelle is like one of the bad places. Right, in initially. Uh, he
3: rode the train in from somewhere, took the subway. It's just that if this guy... If this thing is so contagious and this guy has it, has just tested positive, he's probably been exposed some days before and he's been in Midtown. And, you know, there's like another... How many? 100,000 people in that area. Um, not to mention all the people that ride the transport with him. If you didn't, if you weren't aware that this thing was about to take over, then that kind of put sowed the seed in your mind.
0: Yo, did they do any background check on this guy? Like, what what his story was?
1: I don't think they ever figured out the source. Like, I don't think they ever figured out where exactly he contracted it.
3: I also think that it was too slow because, like, they. Maybe they, they're like for the first few days, they were like, Oh, this guy, oh, he, he met this guy, he met this guy. And then, like, by six days later, there was like a few hundred cases, or I don't know how many cases. And then, like, very soon, I mean, now there's what, 100, 100 something thousand cases. Compared to some of the other countries that Kevin might or might not talk about later, I think you're saying something about Taiwan and Korea and their experience where they tested very quickly and very aggressively. So, you know, you can kind of keep track and do, like, surveillance about wh- how the disease is spreading. They just weren't doing that here.
0: Yeah, yo, you know, when when I ask like, local people here in Singapore, like, oh, why aren't you guys, like, afraid? A lot of them are like, oh, yo, the contact tracing is so good here. Which, I mean, it kind of is, right? I mean, Rohan, you've seen, I'm sure you've seen a lot of the images on social media where, like, <laughs> it's ba- it looks like an issue tree where they link together. This person, like, led to this. They met in this bar and, like... This guy like had like a, he had a companion from China in a hotel.
3: Yeah, I mean, and this is not just, this is like on the national newspaper every day. I remember they would be like, okay, and case 152 is a social worker who works in uh, Singapore General Hospital. And she met uh, case 94 three days ago at such and such place. And they can connect each one.
1: Do we know if they're actually doing that in the States? Because some people say they are, but I haven't like officially heard anything about that. Like, actually, I
3: do they do that in New York? I I would be surprised if they did it. I have not heard
2: anything at all about contact tracing here. Me neither. I mean, I feel like New York is so big that it's and like, you know, crazy that it's hard to do that compared to a place like Singapore.
1: Like, I know they're doing it in Delhi, which is like twenty five million people. So, I just feel like that's a really Shitty excuse. I mean,
3: it's a bad excuse, that's true. But they're, they're, whatever it is, they're not doing it
2: here, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I don't, I'm not aware. I haven't heard anything about contact tracing in New
0: York. whoa, whoa what, is the, what is the approach in New York? What the hell, what, what are they doing over there?
3: <laughs> uh, to be, truth be told, I have absolutely, I, I can't really say much about what they're doing because I haven't been outside at all. Um, what, what they're doing is like, if you have mild symptoms or you think you might have coronavirus, they may refuse to test you, or they will say, okay, fine, just go back home and quarantine in your house. There, I mean, in the first place, there might be a lot more people that actually test positive or that have some have been exposed to this virus that are not in the numbers that are being reported because they're all at
2: home. I was going to ask, what is it like in your building? Because you live in like a very large building in long island city with like a ton of people right like are there people in the lobbies i mean so on the on one hand they have they have closed a lot of the
3: i mean not a lot all of the residents amenities so like the gym and all that, is all is uh, completely shut down Uh, and you know everyone here is i i've seen most people now wearing masks and so on but there are a couple of things which are interesting right because because it's a fairly large building, uh, most people need to take the elevator to go down. Now, uh, an elevator is basically one of the worst places you can be, right? Because it's in close proximity to an, uh, some number of people and the u- universe of people who have gone in and out of this elevator is fairly unknown. Uh, yeah, and they, And they touch the buttons and our elevator has a touch screen. So you can't even like... I, there have been some videos circulating online. I don't know if you've seen like uh, WhatsApp videos being shared about using a toothpick to press an elevator button and random stuff like that. My dad oh, sent yeah. me one of those.
0: Oh, the lighter. Yo, you see the lighter?
3: Dude, that one's pretty smart. Yeah, all of these. Each one is madder than the next. Uh, but you can't do that on a touchscreen, right? So.
2: Oh, man.
3: So everyone is riding the elevator. And here's the thing, right? Now because nobody wants to go outside, everyone is ordering delivery. So there's large amounts of people congregating in the lobby. And these are the, deliver- <laughs> these are the delivery oh, to the Grab, Drive, uh, not Grab, i am I That's the wrong country. Uh, Seamless and GrabHub and uh, Uber Eats. These dudes are all hanging out in the lobby waiting for the resident to come down and oh, hand God. off some food. Right?
1: And the time is meal time. So like dinner... It's like between 6 and 8 or
3: whatever. So everyone's ordering food at the same time. It's uh, So that's been interesting. I mean, I, I have to say I'm one of those who has survived off ordering things. I ordered my Costco deli- uh, groceries every maybe <laughs> two weeks. And I haven't been outside otherwise. But yeah, I've seen each time I've been downstairs. There have been like four or five people that have been either lining up to collect the delivery all waiting to hand off a delivery in the lobby.
0: They're like almost agents for the virus, right? Not not obviously on purpose, but like think about all the people they're talking I mean, to, true, like all the people true. they're giving deliveries it's pretty, to, right? It's,
3: uh, I mean, I, I was thinking about another thing, which maybe we can get into a bit later, but um, about how certain, like we are very fortunate and you should be thankful that we can continue doing our jobs from home. Oh. Well, whereas yeah, a lot of people need to actually um, you know, like, I mean, like a, a seamless uh, delivery driver. Right? Like, if he doesn't go out, he doesn't get paid. And if he goes out, he has to, he literally, job is to interact between person A and B.
1: I mean, that's what they're saying. right? Like, 60% of the people that work in the transportation industry in New York live in Queens. Um, and that's why Queens, of course, all the Uber drivers, taxi drivers, um... They all live in Queens.
0: Jay Heights, man. Jay Heights. Think about all of these like guys who are like taxi drivers or like construction workers or whatever. Right. They feel like seven of those guys in an apartment in Jay Heights at 74th Street at Jackson Heights.
3: And like the thing is like, you know, if you can you imagine if you are a if you're an Uber or a taxi driver, like it's it's like double it's like double uh, you know, doubly bad. As it is, if you go outside you're gonna there's like risk of exposure with each passenger you take. Like another person, and all of the persons that that passenger has come into contact with, that you are potentially exposed to. Are there drivers still? There must be because some of how are they going to get paid otherwise. But here's the thing: if you go outside and you try to drive, who is going to be who is right now trying to take a ride and go anywhere? You know this. Yeah.
0: But the thing is, if you need to go, if you need to go somewhere or get groceries, the best way is to walk. Or take a private car, yeah, right? The, uh,
3: yeah, I guess that's right. So, like, the people who are traveling, I guess they would use an Uber still or, like, a taxi. And there are some cabs. I'm just looking outside my window, like, I, driving around.
1: suspended service in a bunch of cities. So, I'm not sure. I'm, I feel like New York City would be on that list. I don't know. But, I mean, it's also interesting, right? Because, like, the subway is running with less frequency because there's so many subway employees that um, are in quarantine and so the subways are completely packed like there are just so many videos of completely packed subway parts um just because they're just not running often enough and people there's just so many essential workers in new york city
0: who's allowed to be outside in new york let me hear that
1: everybody like technically there's no like rule that says you can't leave your house and if anything they're uh encouraging you to like take a walk in the sense like to get some fresh air alone, obviously. But like I know that there is something about potentially having getting a fine if you're like not social distancing. But like is anyone actually like implementing that? I don't know. Like we we all have this mutual friend that like was at the park last Friday and he sent a video to me and the park was completely packed. It's is central park.
2: That's insane. Was everyone packed. wearing masks? Because I, I heard from someone Everybody that you have to wear masks. Mask
1: here.
0: Oh, nobody wears masks in New York? I thought, yo, I thought New York—the only reason it's even like alive, I thought the only reason New York is going on. No,
3: in all those pi- in all those pictures, in all those pictures about like uh, the parks and all, I've seen a bunch of them on like uh, Prospect Park in Brooklyn and uh, Central Park. Most of the people aren't
0: wearing masks.
1: It's, about, it's also about availability, right? Like, are masks available?
0: There, there, aren't any masks anymore. So ma- masks mass is a funny, it's a funny story because like I remember going to the U.S. in February, and like I went to Texas because that's where my company is based. Texas, there's like nothing going on. Coronavirus hasn't started. It was only like China, right? So whatever small Chinese population there is in Austin, literally bought all the masks. Like my team and I, we spent one Saturday together driving around to different supermarkets—H <laughs> E B, Walmart, Home Depot—looking for masks. Couldn't find any masks. Then I go to Flushing. I go home to Flushing, and I can get a mask for a dollar. One mask for a dollar.
3: Yeah, that's not. Like, that's it's not a blue mask, blue
0: surgical mask. Forget the like real stuff, right? Forget at ninety-five. Right. What is it now? What's the situation now with PPE?
3: My cousin said that he bought a mask on the street, uh, for twenty five dollars. One mask. What kind of mask? It was One not a mask. surgical mask. It was like it was something like an N ninety five mask. But the thing is, where I then, on like the street in Midtown, some guy was like how, a dealer. How,
2: how is that hygienic? Like, how do you trust that that mask? Is I don't clean know and not unused. I don't know. I
3: mean, like, it was like wrapped. I guess it was wrapped or something. I am not sure. I'm just, uh, I mean, what. You know, I don't know what... I'd like, he has to take his dog for a walk every day, so he needs a mask, right. I guess. Or rather, he thinks he needs a mask. Who knows? I mean, the, the the guidelines on whether people should wear masks all the time outside is, at least in America, you know, there's fairly conflicting opinions well, on have, that.
1: The WHO, like, changed their stance on it. Initially, they kept saying don't need one, and now they're recommending it because they don't know if it's airborne or not. I mean, you can get it from talking to somebody. Um, so they completely changed their stance on that, which is why I think a lot of Americans are confused. I mean, it's 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 definitely like a balancing act, right? Like there aren't enough masks for like people who actually need it, um, like healthcare workers, um, people on the front lines. But then again, like if it is airborne, like people need to be protecting themselves also uh, so there should be a huge push towards DIY masks or like ways that people can cover their face without actually like, I guess oversaturating the demand for it. So
2: I've seen a lot of people wearing bandanas in DC, on when I'm when I'm go for walks outside, and it seems like a creative way to to put together like some sort of facial covering.
1: It was crazy the Indian news a few days ago and there was a woman actually step by step how to create a mask with things that are lying around your house and she was just doing it in such a like childlike way like explaining each step Um, but it was very helpful you know like I don't know if that's something in other countries but the way like the
3: I mean I don't know my aunt my aunt heard from my mother that it's hard to get masks in America so my aunt calls up her daughter, and her daughter lives somewhere on the west coast, and she posted me a mask that oh my she God. made.
1: That's so sweet.
0: So there you go. Oh its like you don't even know what what mask works. Nobody yeah, even knows. I, I, That's the funny thing my about mom it. Mom wanted
2: yeah. me to get masks really badly back in February because she was in singapore she was in new york and she was going back to singapore and i spent like hours searching for a mask and eventually i got some random mask off some random website and it was like 40 pieces for you know i don't know how much money and it's like i have no idea whether it's effective or not like how much of it is just placebo for I, my mom to feel comfortable.
0: you know what's funny though you know what's funny though like people are now ordering masks from china because there's no more masks
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, but you know, you all hear something I was re- reading about this last night. In America, so you all you've all heard of something called N95 masks, yeah, which are the, which the whole
2: world knows Ones now, manufactured which, like, by 3 no n
3: right, which everyone yeah. But so in America, there are apparently other equivalent masks. Okay, there's like a KN95 that's made and that's used in Asia. There's another one called an FFP2 mask, which is used in Europe. But the CDC has not approved those masks as being the like medic, grade one medical equipment or whatever. So the hospitals aren't importing those. Even though like, other countries like Italy uh, and like, the other European countries are using FFP2, which filters very similar percentage of airborne particles. And in Asia, they, they use the KN95 it's so
0: transparent that like you cannot trust like governmental authority like in any country anymore because yeah. nobody knows anything but the guys who are providing care though, yo they're like rohan said like they're like they're held to those guidelines right so even if they know like yo we had like three less doctors die today because they use kn94 that they brought from their house like they they can't like use their budget on that for that reason right
3: yeah exactly this- they can't import. You can't use their how much their, their scarce budget on importing non CDC approved masks. You just can't do That's that. That's
2: such a good point. Like I, I think about how much information I've received on how to deal with coronavirus from social media and like Instagram and my friends, and just how much how little I've actually received from the government itself. And if I were to rely like purely on the <laughs> government to handle this crisis. Like I think all of us would be screwed to some degree, you know. I love how the guy saying it lived in Singapore. And
1: that's the thing, right? Kevin was saying that people are so trusting of the government there, and it's so funny that it's completely the opposite in cities like New York. Um, yeah, just, I like, think
2: that's a true.
1: Approach to the problem, like I, I remind myself every day that I, I really have no reason to complain because there are just several people who. You know, their livelihood is threatened. Um, Their health is jeopardized. Like, there's just so many things that I don't have to worry about on a daily basis. So, um, yeah, sure, I'm stuck in the house, but that's the privilege. That's my privilege. So,
3: Yeah. The the, the, the
0: dreamland you told told us about was one for one N95 masks and two, a man waiting at every uh, trafficked area. Who would disinfect the doorknob every time someone yeah, touched it? Yeah, uh,
1: it was crazy. Like the.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that still happening or no? Is, is that still happening? That's amazing. There is
1: a guard who is cleaning every trolley for you when you uh, go to get a trolley, and then there is another guard who is handing you gloves, and then there's a third person checking your temperature. And this is at every supermarket. Oh my um, gosh. There isn't, like, a labor problem here. There's just so many people.
3: I mean, that's what they should be doing, right? Like, you know, in, in, in the countries that they can test quickly and surveil the population for symptoms, you know, on a you know
1: more rapid basis, that's what they're doing. Compared to the size of UAE, like, the cases are increasing every day by uh, the same amount. It's about 300 a day. Um, but then again, like, Dubai is testing, like, crazy. Like, apparently it has the highest testing percentage uh, per month in the world. In the world, yeah. Uh, I and mean, it has the biggest yeah. testing center after China. So, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, it may seem like there's a lot of, te- like, cases here, but um, in reality, that's probably, like, how it is everywhere. They're just not testing enough. So the numbers are inaccurate, like, everywhere
0: well what what's the set what's the setup because singapore is now last few days we've had like 200 to 300 a day now so we're at the same clip and like the government is also like considered to be a very capable government but from people's attitudes and like the government approach how what's dubai like i'm curious how singapore might be lacking or not
1: modeled off of singapore so like we thrive we, we strive to be like singapore so um I don't know like I'm sure like they've taken ideas from the government in Singapore and then also like they created their own system. So I was telling everyone earlier that you actually need a permit to leave your house here. So there's a website you go on, you apply for a permit. I don't think it's actually hard to get a permit but I think the idea behind it is that they can track your movements. Um, So only one member of the house is allowed to leave the house. You have to report the time period you're going to leave, you're going to you have to report where you're going. You need to report um, what vehicle or mode of transportation you're taking. And then um, you need to, like, take a screenshot of that permit before you leave the house. And then if you get caught by a patrolling officer, you have to have proof. And then on the way back, you need to have a receipt. If you don't save your receipts, they're fining everybody. So they're tracking it like crazy here. And I think, I think it's great. I mean, it's definitely a violation and they can't do it in countries where, (laughs) but um, you know, at the same time, it's like if someone goes into the hospital and is like they're positive, they can actually backtrack where this person has been for the past two weeks with this permit system. It's kind of insane if you think about it. It's genius in a really dystopian way.
0: Are there a lot of people outside as a result then?
1: I haven't left the house in weeks. I haven't left. I mean, I can't go anywhere myself because I can't drive here. Um, so I literally am dependent on my parents. And then on top of that, like only one person in the house is allowed to leave. So I'm actually just stranded. The house. So, so um, How
2: do you guys like sort out groceries? Like who, who, how do you get groceries into the house with the system?
1: My my dad applies for the permit. You can only go between the hours of eight and two because they're sterilizing and fumigating the city. Outside of those hours, uh, so wow. unless you have a letter from your employer saying that you are allowed to be out of the house uh, beyond those hours, you can't even leave for essential stuff. I mean, unless it's a medical emergency. But um, yeah, it's pretty okay. crazy.
2: And so your dad will get like everything in that one go.
1: Yeah, and you're obligated to wear a mask and gloves now. You can't leave the house without.
2: Oh, and gloves.
1: And they give you a set of gloves. So where
3: are these? Where are people? Is it easy to get this stuff? Is it easy to get this stuff over there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, it's it's a very rich government. If you think about it, there's no shortages here.
0: But you can just go to a store and get it at a regular price.
1: Yeah, they're not.
0: How much is mask and glove?
1: uh, There's no like they're not allowed to sell it at a higher price. So even if there is a shortage they're not going to like price it higher so i bought a mask i bought four surgical mask or was it six surgical masks for $2 or something the other day just last week
0: oh my god yeah. there's no there's no n95 right
1: um i looked at a few places and they are sold out so i mean i'm i'm sh- i'm not saying that they're like it's not; they're not hard to find. I'm just saying it's not completely sold out. Like I'm sure if I actually look for it,
0: it would be available. It would be available. Yeah. Jeez, man! I'm I'm literally with my cousin looking at Alibaba, <laughs> trying to get masks and like trying to like figure out you know seriously reading like the manufacturer specs from the factory to be like, is this a real mask or not?
3: And trying to ship it from Alibaba to from China to to his house.
0: Yeah, because dude, you, you've you read reports, China, like they've been shipping out masks that are like not what is specified in the specifications. And so people are getting mad. And China was literally like, you guys should have done your due diligence. Pretty hysterical, man.
2: And so much chance involved with like buying stuff online sometimes and like, it's such a gamble.
0: Yeah, Yo, you know what the danger is? when the When the US steals your package in Thailand, when the US government steals your package in Thailand, no, you hear no about this? What happened?
3: What? Wait, Rohan, tell him. Uh, isn't it that the U.S. government is seizing shipments of masks that are bound for other countries? That's so messed Correct. up, man. Correct. They're literally
0: pirate. The U.S. government is a pirate. They stole like sixty thousand masks or something, as it transited in Thailand. It's
2: like U.S. <laughs> intervention.
3: It's and, and you know the thing is right. Like one of the reasons that it's quite hard for people to understand how like state the different states in America like they don't have shor- they have shortages and stuff like that is like and why the go- the federal government doesn't just like give them their supply or like why don't why isn't there just like easier share like and frictionless sharing of you know medical supplies but like the thing is that in America because it's like the federal system there's so much of bureaucracy and politics and like you know different powers for different Uh, for the state versus the federal government that like you know i I don't know if you've read that different states are actually bidding against each other and bidding up the price of masks so that if new york wants the mask, but new jersey pays more then new jersey gets it so they kind of it's it's uh you know there's, there's a whole lot of complexity involved in getting the masks
0: and even the federal supply trump jr said is not going to the states
3: yeah no that's what i'm saying like the feds Think that the federal masks are for them. That's what uh, Jared Kushner said. For who though? For who? No, them. Know. He just said it's not for the states. The states have to get their own supply or something like that. Which is like, I mean, I, it's just it's it's a it's a lot harder to now. I mean, I realize this now for them to you know move quickly in this in a in a political setting like this when you know there are certain powers that the federal government just can't do.
0: Yo, can you explain to me what's happening in Singapore then, as a Singaporean looking from the outside in?
3: So I must confess, in, in recent days, I have not been following what's going on. The thing is that they uh, initially had done this, uh, one of the policies that was no kind of fairly well-known had to do with making all uh, returnees from various uh countries so like the UK, the US, I think they've expanded that to you know India, other ASEAN countries and so on, that they have to stay uh mandatory stay-home notice at a hotel instead of at homes. So they were doing that. I think another interesting thing so right now they have what what they found out was like there are a bunch of migrant workers in Singapore, similar to Dubai, uh, who, you know, perform lots of uh, work in various sectors, construction, manufacturing, service, and so on. And a lot a lot of migrant workers are actually housed in uh, dormitories, uh, not like the within the public housing system. It's like a separate sort of uh, thing. Uh, and of late, there have been a number of clusters of coronavirus outbreaks in those dormitories, and it's like extremely you know, close quarters that people live in. I think it's some, sometimes it's like 16 to a room, 20 to a room, bunk beds and stuff like that. So there's, there's a, you know, massive outbreak in those, in some of those areas. And the government has had to try and, you know, rectify that.
0: Yeah, Rohan, your roommate went. Yeah. He how's, just, that? how's
3: that? He just finished his quarantine yesterday. What do you say? I mean, he said, good to be back home, but now we're on lockdown at Do home. Do they give you room service in these hotels? How is his... Yeah, they, it... so it's, it's really quite unbelievable. You know, they like put people up at various hotels. Some of them quite good hotels, you know, and then they will knock on the doors and they put food outside. And then you just uh, collect your food and that's it. You just have to sit there. You can't leave the room for 14 days
0: my my friend my friend her coworker worker uh, had corona so she, all the co- all of their uh, staff got sent to hotels for 14 days
1: Oh, before really?
0: that, yeah, and she was like, "Oh shit, like, dude, like, what is it gonna be like? Oh my god, oh my god." And like, I had seen on WhatsApp, they're in like some nice hotels like Swiss yeah. hotel and stuff. They
3: are in some nice hotel. My friend I... was in. I don't know if you all know. I mean, Vikran will maybe know. Ish. It's like I'm gonna. They are all in a place called Sentosa. They're in hotels Oh baby, yeah. It's
2: like,
3: okay, Sentosa is like an island, like off Singapore, and like that's some nice hotel.
2: Time,
3: there. man. He was in Sentosa. What? Leave it. My friend was quarantined leave in Sentosa.
2: Leave to Singapore to like have the nicest, most plush quarantining system in the world. And-
3: see, hold on, hold on, hold on. So this is like, in light of that, right, then the situation with the domestic workers is really, you know, something that of late people have been, you know, uh, raising alarm and concern about. Because you see, they, for the residents and the citizens, you know, they treat them so, I guess, well. But then... The concern that some people are raising is that okay, but you see, for the uh migrant workers, you know, they are not uh as well taken care of. Well, like, what's I happening with I, them? I don't know. I I I actually that's the the news of late. I heard that the what I've read recently is that actually the government is doing you know quite a lot to ramp up, and uh, you know, I believe that they have got the military involved to kind of help to. Uh, care for and isolate and, you know, quarantine the relevant, uh, you know, migrant workers. But it's quite a tough situation, you know, because migrant workers, you know, they don't get paid much, Uh, they don't have much family there, they don't have much, any place to go really, like, you can't say, okay, I'll leave the dormitory and go to fill in the blank, like, there's no place. Uh, And I think this will be a good time for Singapore to actually, for some years, you know, people have been uh, noting that, you know, migrant workers they could be treated better. I think this period has actually, you know, raised this issue even further. And maybe, you know, this will be a good time actually for, you know, certain, I guess, more structural ways that Singapore, you know, treats migrant workers. Maybe this can be a a chance to fix that.
0: It's hard. I mean, like here, there's a big system of like having maids, right? A lot of apartments come in with a maid's room. Even the HDB, HDB is like projects. But not projects in the U.S. sense, where like it's only like lower income people, right? It's like yeah, yeah. I would say like working class folks, some middle class no, folks. Most there's some nice people. Yeah, there's there's some very nice HDBs, right? Like yeah, Pinnacle yeah. is very nice, for instance.
3: No, but you see, uh, Kevin, in the H, the the main setting is a di- is a little different because they are isolated.
2: Oh. Because they they live in like a room
3: they live in they are not they are, you know they they are not living in very close proximity to large numbers of other people
2: but
0: even like the corona exposure aside like the conditions and right oh yeah yeah oh, like that's that the, a... the fact like when i moved into this i moved into this apartment a month ago and actually the reason for that is the former tenant owned a very successful italian restaurant like i was doing the viewing and they had like awards all over their house for like being the best italian restaurant or whatever But because of like a month of no business due to Corona, the family actually had to pack their bags and leave for Italy of all places, (laughs) which is like the worst place. Think about it, dude. Like how financially in ruins must you be? How mentally like beaten must you be by seeing your entire business fall down that you're just going to say, instead of biding my time in Thailand or, you know, cheaper country X, I just want to go to my house back home in Italy, right? Right. I think, like, this This kind of crisis tells you, like, how people work. It's not always rational. It's not always something that, you know, a decision that everyone must agree with, but it just pushes people to the, the extremes, right? So for them, they had to go. I benefited from that yeah, in some sense because I needed housing, I mean. right? Yeah, but yeah. when I did move in, I there was a one-day gap between my yeah. former lease ending and this lease starting. Um, yeah, I was going down to the last minute with the rent, and... I slept in the maid's room for a night, and the maid's room had a bed which was nice enough. But dude, I after one night there, I could not believe people live in that it's room.
2: Super, it's very small, right? You know it's what I very mean? Claustrophobic.
0: I I can't. I'm I'm not a tall guy. I'm five six. I don't know what that is in centimeters. I don't really care, right? But like in the room, I cannot stretch my legs entirely. I cannot lie flat in that room. Obviously, it's built for like asian women who tend to be shorter on average than like maybe other demographics but still i could not i'm five six i could not stretch my legs there is no fan there is no air conditioning the window is blocked by the the drying machine and the washing machine and this is a tropical climate on the equator i'm just like dude these guys live here six days a week seven seven days a week right they're not even going anywhere else They just live... They live in that room. I think think in most houses in Singapore,
2: the maid's room is, like, behind the kitchen next to the washer-dryer. So it's, like, tucked away and, you know, discreet quote-unquote. And it's, like, it's built that way. Like, you go to any apartment and, like, the designer, like, builds it as, like, a feature of the house. Oh,
1: my God.
2: I mean, there's a story in Pakistan about this really wealthy couple that they knew... um, they like one of their workers had coronavirus and they, and they sent the worker back to his village, just like sent him away. They didn't tell anyone, notify anyone about it. And it was like a very irresponsible thing to do. And it like blew up in Pakistan. And like when people confronted them, they were like, like, like th- this is incredible that you guys are angry at us and like we didn't do anything wrong. And it's like, just seems, it seemed very tone deaf. On, on this very issue.
3: The, I was thinking about what you were saying earlier, Kevin, with the uh, Italians going back. Like, the, the coronavirus uh, outbreak really has made people really think, you know, even, you know, what is going on now? Where do I, uh, where do I want to be at this time? You know, like, my, you know, my roommate, you know, decided that, yeah, I, w- I want to be back home. Like, truth be told, um, I wouldn't mind being back home too. In Singapore, um, right now, because of the, you know, I that that's the place that I I trust the government there to you know provide access to care if I need it. One of the things that we were seeing earlier about you know how, like certain my mi- uh, minority groups right and like access to care, I mean even in this country one of the. Things that, you know, people were, uh, my, some of my friends were saying was like, you know, look, you are not a US citizen. What is going to be the, the, like, access to care, like, if you need it? But, like, you know, they, there are some other people who need it too. You know, will you have the appropriate priority? Maybe you have insurance because of your company, but what does that mean? You yeah, know, I wonder.
0: The decision to go home And home is usually a safer place for a lot of people who live in the U.S. right now. That's hard. Like for Ish, like back then, it didn't seem like it was going to be a wildfire just yet. And you couldn't really assume like, oh, everyone's going to have coronavirus. So leaving didn't seem like, oh, okay, this could be like a risky path or I could be bringing something or whatever, right? Now, though, it's kind of weird, right? Because, like, even if you don't have anything and you've been in your house since March 12th, the second you get in the elevator, walk past all the delivery food guys, go to the airport where there's a congregation of people, right, in a taxi with the taxi driver who's been driving people around, God knows for how long, how many different people, get in an airplane with recycled air, and then arrive at the airport of your home country. Like... The risk percentages just pile up at that point it's such a risky road and you just hope that when you get to your home country everything's gonna work which i mean my friend just told me today she's going back to korea from singapore for someone who's on the ground in singapore i think singapore is doing a bad job like i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't want to be here like i would go to korea too
3: oh really honestly
0: i I wouldn't i would just go to korea or taiwan Why,
3: why do you say that
0: Yo, I look out my window every day, and I see crowds of people walking their dog with their grandma and grandpa without a mask or glove on here. I live on, like, a nice, like, waterway. Alexandra Canal, right? Yeah. Like, it's a nice place to go jogging. I see crowds of people with their dogs and their, like, elderly grandparents, like, doing tai chi and jogging constantly, at like, 5, but 6 o'clock when the sun is like starting to
1: set. Like, contained
0: wow. there? Well, that's a that's the thing, right? Like the argument could be like, oh, contact tracing is so effective here. You know, we've locked down the borders, yada, yada. But then it's like, how many people are diagnosed? And also here, like I I thought about, maybe I should get a coronavirus test just so I can like get it for my own sanity. You need to show symptoms before anyone even looks at you. Symptoms can take a while, right? You could be asymptomatic too, right? I, I can't get tested unless I have symptoms.
3: Which means to say unless you have a fever or something like that or what? So the,
0: yeah, so the, like I was I was actually sick for a couple of days with like a cough and stuff and like I asked if I could get tested and they were like, no, you're not serious enough. Like your symptoms are not serious enough. Whereas if you get on that dangerous path that I just described of going to another country, if I go to Korea, I get tested the second I like land on that soil and then I'll know for sure.